So now we are entering into July, and in the Northern Hemisphere, we are once again being faced with the season that we call winter. And as the flowers become in full bloom, and all of the birds and animals and uh, bugs come out to play, I can only think to myself one thing. God, why do we have to go through this every year? I mean, yes, I realize the flow of nature, the cycles and everything, but come on. I'm a lazy otaku who wants to sit indoors and watch anime. This heat's just bad for me. Makes me perspire much more so than in other seasons. And it just makes it miserable during the day, which is prime anime viewing time. And, of course, the night is good for anime viewing time, too, but uh, by the time the night finally comes, things are to a suitable nature for going and um, enjoying actually getting some work done, and so you don't feel like watching the anime. All in all, summer is such a miserable, miserable time. And don't forget all the bugs. I mean, geez, there's so many bugs, and they're always getting on you, they're flying on you, they're crawling on you. They just don't know when to stay the hell away. And it doesn't seem that going and having birds around does any good, because all they do is crap on your windows and poop on your car. And uh, it's just such a ridiculous thing. I mean, could you imagine a world without summer? I mean, it'd be a lot colder, because we'd probably have to be further away, or have some sort of no-tilt to the access, and it would totally destroy the concept of the seasons and growing periods in much of the part places of the world. But dude... Seriously, no summer. And I think destroying the world's uh, ecology is really worth it for the satisfaction of a small percentage of the populace that disagrees with the summer heat. There's clever engineers. But no. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, a talker of all ages, to ASO Radio, episode number 96. I, of course, am your host, NZ17, and I am here to go and bring you another quality episode from our wonderful, wonderful stash of anime knowledge. So, what will we be covering on today's episode? Well, I'm glad you asked. In theory, at least. Uh, no, you theoretically asked me. Let me see. Uh, we have, on this fifth show of our eighth season, uh, two reviews of two different anime DVDs. We're going to have the um, Paranoia Agent Volume 1 review, and we're going to have a review of Hakuden, the Dog Warriors. Also, we have a whole bunch of anime news this week. Not too shabby. Kind of fun. And... We have a uh, couple of fan mail we need to get done. Congratulations, of course, going out to our fan ma- fan art contest winner. Got some exciting Ace of Radio news involving our Club NZ. And, of course, we have the Hotspot, which will be featuring a video game review and a special segment by our good friend Azure from over in the UK. 
So we obviously have a lot to get to, so without any further introduction, let's start the news. So have you ever wondered how much it costs to go and create an actual real-life mecha? It's not an inexpensive venture, but never let it be said that the creators of mechs are heartless, greedy punks. For you see, Harmony Gold will hold a special charity screening of Robotech, the Shadow Chronicles, um, on August 12th at MechaCon in Lafayette, Louisiana. Admission will be $8 for adults and $4 for children 12 and under, with all proceeds going to the Salvation Army for Hurricane Katrina and Rita restoration work. And speaking of giant robots, Gundam XC Estrade uh, will be released by Tokyo Pop on November 7th. The first volume of this manga is expected to be a big hit among Gundam fans. Next up, Full Metal Alchemist Games. A new deal with Destineer Publishing will bring a new line of Full Metal Alchemist video games to North America next year. Future details will be available from Destineer's Full Metal Alchemist website. And uh, speaking of games, we will be seeing some Bleach games on Nintendo's next game system. Apparently, Sega has a teaser site currently available for Bleach for the Nintendo Wii. Next up, Kids WB has picked up Spider Riders and will air it on Saturdays beginning June 17th. Funimation acquired the series in April of this year. And now Tokyo Pop is extending its ever far-reaching grasp of the manga market to Oceania. Earlier this month, Tokyo Pop announced that it had expanded operations to New Zealand and Australia through a partnership with Funcom. Funcom who you may recall from the game's The Longest Journey, Anarchy Online, and Dreamfall, The Longest Journey sequel, uh, recently acquired Australia's Madman Entertainment. However, Sylvester IP of Madman, or, sorry, Sylvester Ip of Madman has confirmed to Anime News Network that the Tokyo Pop deal is independent of Madman. Tokyo Pop Books now has official distribution channels on every continent except for Antarctica. And I imagine there's not too much book publishing needs on our most southern continent. Bandai Channel is hosting a two-minute trailer for Gundam Seed, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed CE-73 Stargazer. The series premieres July 7th at Akiva 3D Theater in Tokyo. Next up, Viz is threatening its own manga stuff. Where you see Viz Media Titles occupied the entire Nielsen Book Scan Top 10 list for the week ending May 28th. At number 1, Naruto, Volume 10. Number 2, Roni Kenshin, Volume 27. And at number 3, Naruto, Volume 9. These are followed by Bleach, Volume 13, Full Metal Alchemist 7, Naruto 1, Naruto 8, Naruto 2, Death Note 5, and Naruto 7. Obviously, the ninja quite popular in the West as well as the East. Of course, this isn't the first time Viz has gone and taken all the spots in BookScan. They also held all ten spots back in December of 2005. D-Rights acquires a 34% stake in Guineon Entertainment. For those of you that don't like percentages, that's one-third. Guineon Entertainment will become a joint venture between parent company Dentsu and Mitsubishi Corporation subsidiary D-Rights, a press release announced this morning. 
As part of the deal, D-Rights will acquire a 34% equity stake in the company from Dentsu. Dentsu, Genion, and D-Rights will also establish a 2 billion yen fund to invest in 15 to 20 anime works per year. Dentsu is contributing 30% of the fund, Genion 20%, and D-Rights 50%. The fund will be will first be used to promote production IG's Guardian of the Sacred Spirit in 2007. The deals are part of a new strategic alliance between Dentsu and Mitsubishi to produce and sell anime. I quote the press release, Dentsu brings to this uh, partnership significant capabilities in content and creative production in Japan, while Mitsubishi has built a strong track record in the export of Japanese animated works, particularly focusing on children's animation. The release also uh, notes a significant focus on developing works for use in such new media as the internet and mobile devices through Genion and the new investment fund. And good news for you, small uh, portion of the population that has Dish TV or lives in LA. You see, the Funimation Channel syndication block uh, begins broadcast Monday, June 19th on Colors TV and LA 18. The block runs seven days a week from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern and Pacific. Uh, Monday through Friday, they will be airing Kodocha, a favorite of mine, Case Closed, which I also like, uh, Galaxy Railways, and Spiral, both of which I have not seen. But then on Saturday and Sunday, they'll be playing Tenji Moyo, GXP, Kitty Grade, Blue Gender, and Baki the Grappler. Uh, of course, this is the same block that Funimation originally announced back in March. Oh, to have satellite television. Well, that does it for the news for this episode of Asa Radio. Let's shuffle on over to our dual reviews. This segment of ASO Radio brought to you by... Tell me, lads and lasses, do you like poorly done accents? And do you like anime? Because if you do, I know a fantastic place to go. The website you may be wondering about, the place you need to be, is called Anifanatiku. You can find it at www.nz17.com slash Anifanatiku, and I must say, absolutely spectacular. Hundreds of anime reviews quality articles and don't forget that wonderful fan fiction section I just love it uh, and if you're in the mood for some zany comic antics be sure to check out Macrobo V the comic at nz17.com very hilarious very conniving and what can I say off the wall anyways um, on to your regularly scheduled program now huh? oh thank you very much shoddily done accent guy Alright, so, what are we reviewing this time about? Well, first up, we have Paranoia Agent. Uh, this disc that we'll be reviewing contained episodes 1 through 4. So, what is Paranoia Agent? Well, if you're familiar with the works of Perfect Blue, uh, Tokyo Godfathers, or Millennium Actress, you have a good idea of what to expect from this cerebrally orientated show. Instead of focusing on what really happens in the world, it focuses on what happens in people's minds as they see the world. And Paranoia Agent is no different from these other works. The basic premise is that there is a series of assaults being conducted by a, uh, uh, 
a person or thing known as Little Slugger. Little Slugger goes and basically ends up baseball batting um, anyone who's under a high amount of stress. Um, and uh, then that person's life gets better. So uh, I can't say too much from seeing only the first four episodes, but I have a feeling that Little Slugger is more of a what than a who. Um, of course, the show isn't just about those uh, psychotic people of which Little Slugger makes his victims. It's also about the police investigating the crime. There are two detectives on the uh, path of Little Slugger who are both doing their best to try and figure it out. And, of course, it wouldn't be a perfect detective pairing if they weren't mismatched. So one of them is a young, naive lady killer, and the other is an older, more refined person of the uh, previous generation. And they must both work together, despite their differences, to go and figure out this little slugger phenomenon that is starting to take a grip across the city. Uh, this first volume, uh, we get to see the first five victims of Little Slugger, including an animator for a popular children's program, uh, two school-aged boys who are in competition for presidency of their class, um, a prostitute who's trying to choose between her life as a hooker and uh, merely being a office assistant, and last but possibly not least, a corrupted cop who has been forced to do crimes in order to go and pay off his debt to a crime syndicate. All of these are rather well orchestrated and portrays the lives of unique individuals in a believable fashion. As a matter of fact, oh, excuse me, the entire show is done to very high quality standards. Uh, you'll find that the music is of very high quality and compels this show to be much more interesting, although I must say that I do not care for the freakish opening to the show where everybody's laughing in the face of disaster. Uh, though the ending is a bit better, it's also equally insane. Um, the animation is very colorful, very lush, and very fluid, unlike a lot of anime which features mainly static uh, people that have mere mouth flaps going, and that's the main extent of their animation outside of, say, scenery pans. In Paranoia Agent, we get to be treated to lots of movement and lots of action and lots of facial um, twitches, features, and movements to go and convey better the emotions and thoughts behind each of the characters. Of course, this is an all-drama and psychological uh, analyzation. We also get a couple of comedic moments throughout the series, such as when the animator, when the police is asking her if perhaps her stuffed toy of her main character knows anything, she asks, is he brain damaged? But of course, it's not referring to the detective, but to the latest victim of Little Slugger. So, what did I think of this? Well, I thought that it was phenomenally well done. It's not exactly, um, how to say, perfect. Uh, there are a couple of flaws. It's definitely not an anime for everybody. But, for most people, this will be a highly enjoyable, worth-watching anime, easily put on their top 100 anime list. So, I'm going to go and give Paranoia Agent, volumes, I mean, episodes 1 through 4, a highly recommended. Alright, so, next up, I need to go and look at my little cheat sheet of sorts to go and see which is the, uh, do, 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 the proper name for the next anime, because I kind of got it, but I want to make 100% sure here on here. And, uh, let's see, there were five episodes on the first volume of The Hakuden, 
The Legend of the Dog Warriors. Uh, this is an interesting animated series from 1990. I say interesting because um, it's very, very, very Japanese. Now, that may sound strange coming from somebody such as myself who has seen so many, many Japanese animations. But I have to say that this Hakuden is really out there. It's, it's more the storyline, I believe, is a recent modern product, but it's definitely inspired by traditional Japanese literature, if not pulled directly from it. So I'll give you a little taster of the basic premise of the story. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, as legend says, the leader of the dwindling Awa clan made a flippant promise once that whoever killed the head of the enemy clan could marry his daughter. To everyone's surprise, the family dog was the one who returned with the enemy warlord's head, and the daughter was wed to the dog. When both the dog and princess were killed, the unborn pups that the princess was carrying were reincarnated into the eight dog warriors, the Hawkenden. As the band seeks each other out and comes to terms with its heritage, it has the chance to redeem the clan it represented a lifetime ago. Alright, so this has five episodes in it. Kaleidoscope, Dark Magic of the Gods, The Futility Dance, and The Haru Tower, and Demon's Melody. Now I have to say that I didn't particularly enjoy this show. First of all, the premise is totally off the wall straight out of mythology. And, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that likes to stay grounded in the tangible. And dogs going and killing enemy warlords, marrying princesses, uh, birthing unborn pups which are reincarnated and have to get together in order to redeem their ancient clan isn't exactly what I would say provable. Um, but I, I skipped the first episode because it was boring me to tears. I figured, well, I'll skip to the last episode see if things have improved by then. And they did. Uh, the show does get better. However, it suffers from another problem besides for its dated-looking animation and uninspired music and ridiculous plot. And that is, is that it is squarely aimed at adolescent boys. Because every action, every sword fight is well dramatis, uh, dramatized. There is a fight in the fifth episode in which uh, there's only two people fighting, but every sling, every jump, every landing ends up crushing apart uh, the, the structure of this uh, fortress or castle, whatever it may be. And the whole time I watched this, I can only think to myself, did they only go and get the most brittle, sea-soaked wood to go and build this place? Because, I mean, just the slightest touch sends the wood splintering and crashing apart regardless of how thick the beams are. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's not exactly um, award-winning fights either in this show. But I have to say I can see uh, that there would definitely be a segment of people out there that would like this that aren't too experienced with anime and just want more straight-up crazy action and story and what have you. So while I can't go and give this a recommended, I'm not going to give it a not recommended either. So for the Hakuden, episodes 1 through 5, I'm going to have to go and give this disc a neutral. Uh, I'm sure there's people out there that will enjoy this. However... I am not of their group. Alright, so next up we have the uh, fan mail section, and we have a sizable amount of fan mail this time. So, let's get on over to the fan mail.
All right, so first, I'd like to start off with a bit of an apology to, um, let's see here, do, 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 June, let's see, April, May, June. Okay, so I'd like to start off with an apology to our May fan art contest winner uh, because I didn't go and announce her on last week's show. The winner of our latest fan art contest is Jaredelle Banks for her entry, um, simply entitled, oh, whoops. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh, that fan mail comes up next. Our winner is Kat for um, her entry simply entitled Bandy, uh, which was a very nice, simple uh, entry done with a very nice touch of vector graphics. And it is currently displayed in our wonderful artist alley, which you can find in the fan art link on the ASO Radio website. Of course, we have other stuff, too, there. Blah, blah, blah. Blue, 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 blue. We have other interesting stuff there as well, such as our convention pictures, our official ASO Radio Bandy artwork, and our fan art winners from the past. Uh, next up, we have an entry from Jaredell Banks called Pretty Bandy, which will be entered into this month's fan art contest. Uh, Jaredell writes, I'm so sorry it took me so long to get back to you. But here is the URL, and she gives the address of the image, and says, thanks, um, from Anime Accident, which is her website. So, very much congratulations go out to Jaredell for having the courage, the guts, the chutzpah, to go and enter our fan art contest. Now, remember, every month we have a fan art contest, and our winner gets a fabulous prize from the Acer Radio Mystery Vault. So, if you would like to go and be eligible to win a prize from our vault, be sure to go and get in a fan art entry before the end of June so we can consider it for our judging at the end of the month. Alright, next up we have a link request from Steve Kernick. Steve writes, Hi, I am Steve from 123greetings.com. I recently visited your site and really liked it a lot. We are a free e-card site and have some really nice cards for radio, uh, Amateur Radio Week at uh, blah, blah, blah. Please have a look at the page and let me know whether the page can have a link at your links page. We'd be very happy to link back to you. Please mail back soon. Regards, Steve. Well, Steve, instead of just going and sending you a simple um, email, I figured it would be better to respond to you on the air, where I can openly and easily mock people as I please. Not that I necessarily intend to mock you, but ASO Radio is an anime radio program put out on the internet in the form of what we like to call a podcast. And, uh, though we are amateur radio, I don't see as how linking to a greetings card website is really in the interest of our listeners, since, really, who are you going to send a uh, amateur radio week greetings card to except somebody that does amateur radio? So the only thing I could say to people is, like, go to 123greetings.com and send, like, me a greeting card because I do ASA Radio. And uh, really, it's just not exactly a service that our people are needing. So unfortunately, I will not be linking to you from the website. Sorry. All right, next up, from Azure, she writes, A little shorter than I have liked. Here's an ASA Radio segment. Uh, but I'm really out of practice with this sort of thing. Hope it's okay. Well, if you would like to hear what Azure sent in for a special ASO Radio segment that I like to call Azure's Corner, stay tuned to the hotspot section of the show, where I will be playing 
her wonderful little UK segment. After all, I figured Acer Radio plays to an international audience. We ought to go and have an international correspondent. Finally, our last email comes from Kat, who was, of course, the winner of our fan art contest, who writes, I got the prize. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I got my prize in the mail today. That was quick. I really like it. Thanks. Well, you're welcome, Kat. Um, her prize from our mystery vault was a UFO plushie of Corrector Yui. Alright, well, that does it for the fan mail. And now, let's get to possibly the most exciting section of the show, The Hot Spot. Alrighty then, this episode we're going to be featuring a brand new feature to The Hot Spot called Azure's Corner. This is a little segment, as I said earlier during the show, from Azure, who comes across the pond, as they say, yes, the other side of the Atlantic, to go and give the news, reviews, and everything that's worth hearing about for the UK anime scene. So, here's Azure. Hey, um, nice kunai. Is this the line for the Naruto signing? <sighs> oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> I retract that. I'm just going to go over here now. I'm sure. And yes, that really did happen to me. Although I did stay in line. To be fair, it could have been the Aragon signing. But hey, Naruto's license in the UK. Okay, it is by Mango Entertainment. But never mind. Everyone loves ninjas, right? I'd like to welcome you to this unnamed section of the podcast. I hope you'll bear with me and your ears won't bleed too badly. Coming up, we have a review of Dean Angel Volumes 3 and 4, some UK-orientated news, and maybe some more ninjas. But first, an introduction. First, I'd like to tell you a little bit about who I am. I live in London, yes, that is London, England, and I've been an anime fan for quite some time. My main hobby is amateur voice acting, and I'm one of the senior members of the Voice Acting Alliance, which is a resource for amateur voice actors, fan dubbing, audio drama, all of that sort of thing. I also write news and reviews for otakunews.com, as well as enjoying writing fiction and comic scripts in my own time. Now on to the news. Today's news comes from UK-AnimeNet, AnimeUKNews.net, and otakunews.com. The first bit of news is that Tokyo UK are finally releasing anime on DVD. Now, they've been promising this for ages, so it's good that it's finally happening, although there's been no actual official word. What happens is that keen UK fans scouring listings on DVD sites have spotted that GTO and Initial D have been listed. Now, this isn't the first Tokyo Pop anime we've had in UK, if you count Rave Master on TV. That aired on the Toonami channel, which brings us quite neatly into Adult Swim finally appearing in the UK. But anime fans probably shouldn't get too excited, because it isn't actually going to be on the Toonami channel, it's going to be on Bravo, which leads me to believe that it will probably be made up of the original cartoons that were commissioned for the American Adult Swim. It's a bit of a shame, because Toonami channel has really, really been going downhill lately. Um, for our American listeners, I'll explain. A couple of years ago, Cartoon Network launched a new channel called CNX, 
which is supposed to be more adult, basically like adult swim all day. But they really didn't have the programming to suit it. There were some good things like Kung Fu and there were some oriental action films, you know, from Korea, Japan, Hong Kong. But then all of a sudden they decided to change it to the Tsunami Channel. At first this was alright, but the anime on the channel has been getting less and less and less, and now we're getting cheesy American live action sitcoms. So let's hope that Adult Swim and Brother is something to get excited about. After all, they did used to show things like Spawn and the occasional anime movie. And now on to the next item. Inuyasha the anime is finally going to come out in the UK. Now, it's been licensed for some time by a company which represents Viz, but there is no official arm of Viz in the UK. I don't know whether they've been negotiating or waiting, but Crown has spotted Inuyasha Season 1 box set on Play.com. Now, I'm particularly happy they're releasing a straight to box set because it's a ridiculously long series. It's a ridiculously long series, and I think fans have waited long enough. So if you're an Inuyasha fan, I get to Play.com and reserve that box set. There's been no official word as to which company's releasing it. Although one of the UK sites has confirmed it's not Manga Entertainment, the UK licensor for Naruto. So we'll have to wait to see who's releasing that. And with that, that's the news. On to the review. Now to reviews. I'm going to be reviewing volumes 3 and 4 of Dean Angel of the Manga. Now there's a particular reason I picked these, and that's because of the reading angels in the UK. Uh, the Reading Agency UK is an organisation designed to promote literacy, and what they did a while ago was form a campaign, I think it was called Manga Mania, to encourage libraries to get manga, and they thought that would get young people going into libraries and used to taking up books on a regular basis. I haven't seen any figures how successful this has been, but as far as I know, the Reading Agency is very, very happy about how it's gone. Now on Subaru itself, Daisuke has a bit of an inherited problem. Whenever he sees a girl he likes, he transforms into the fan... Announcer review itself. Daisuke has a bit of an inherited problem. Whenever he sees a girl he likes, and his feelings get a bit too strong, he transforms into the mysterious phantom thief Dark. Dark has his own personality and agenda. This means, at the start, the manga had two distinct sides. He had the life of Dark, as he went around stealing mystical objects, and the poor love life of Daisuke. By volume 3, things are settling a bit more on Daisuke. He starts to reconsider his feelings for the girl he's always liked, Risa, and starts to consider the girl he might actually like is Riku. At the start of volume 3, there's a really sweet chapter, where there's a Valentine's Day-like festival, where Daisuke must give a white ribbon to the girl he likes. Risa's incredibly popular, and is assuming she's going to get loads. But Dice and Daisuke intends to give her the ribbon. As you can probably guess, things aren't quite that straightforward. The real developments come at the end of book four. There's also a lot of filler material at the back. While I like the bonus stuff, it does mean that volume four is really short, and just as things get interesting, the main plot starts up again. It's over. That said, Dear Angel is a series which progresses well. If you like shoujo manga with a bit of edge, then I suggest you check it out. It's been a long time since I've read a manga that sweet. The anime is also pretty good. And talking of pretty good, I advise everyone to catch Oban Star Races. I got to see a preview at the same event where there was Naruto signing, and it's really, really good stuff. And hey, I heard the theme songs by Yoko Kano. I didn't get to see it in the preview, but I'm sure it'll be great. I'm Azure, 
This has been my slight interruption of ASO Radio. I hand you back into the better care of NC17. Thank you very much for that informative report, Azure. We hope to be able to feature future editions of Azure's Corner on ASO Radio, possibly even on a weekly basis. And I hope all of you enjoyed that as well. If you'd like us to know what you thought of Azure's Corner, be sure to write in to us, or if you have any other opinions you'd like us to know, write in to us using our fan mail page available at the ASO Radio website at www.nz17.com slash ASO Radio. So what do I have for everybody for a video game review for episode 96 of ASO Radio? Well, I'm glad you theoretically asked. Uh, this episode, we're going to be reviewing the PlayStation 2 game called Tyco Drum Master. And Tyco comes from Namco and is a very quality music rhythm game. Uh, in this, of course, you are in control of a Tyco drum. For those of you not as familiar with Japanese culture as you could be, a Tyco drum is a large drum which is pounded upon during a uh, Japanese if you will, musical ceremony. Uh, very exciting to go and see and especially listen to these as the drums are loud and uh, it really fills you full of the beat of the song. If you ever have a chance to go and see some taiko drummers perform, I highly recommend it as both DB3 and I can attest when we went to Nandesukan 2005, it is a treat not to be missed. Hopefully, we'll be able to go and check that out again if we can get to uh, NDK 2006. More about that and other ASA radio news at the end of the hotspot, though. Because now we have to get to the Tyco Drum Master review. So, in this, you're not just going and using the standard PlayStation 2 controller. Oh, no. Namco has seen to go and, for a 50 US dollar price tag, include a uh, very nice PlayStation 2 peripheral. Now, it's not as uh, big or loud as a real Tyco Drum is, but you probably wouldn't want that anyways if you could have it. And in addition, it comes with two uh, drumsticks. Uh, the drumsticks and the drum are both made out of plastic, and the drum contains four sensors, one on the left side of the drum face, the other on the right side, and then two that are along the rims. Because the way the game plays is uh, across the screen, there's uh, two sections. This could really be a Nintendo DS game with the way they laid it out. Because the top section contains a row of circles which are constantly approaching the target circle. And when a circle is in the center of the target circle, you are supposed to go and hit the target circle with your drumsticks. Uh, or if it is a blue circle, instead of hitting the center of or the left and right side of the drum where the red circles are with the blue circles, you hit the outside rim. Um, now, this doesn't sound like it has too much variety, just red on the inside, blue on the outside, doesn't matter whether you hit left or right, but trust me when I say that when the beats are flying, and you're having to go and differentiate for between blue and red circles and hitting the right spot at the right time, it's complicated enough. There's also very large red and blue circles, uh, which if you hit both drums on both sides simultaneously, you'll get extra bonus points for. Uh, Taiko Drum Master is a lot of fun, and it's very, very Japanese. Uh, the game actually is exactly like its Japanese version, as far as I can tell, um, with only subtitles applied here and there during, say, the opening uh, video, which is very cute, very catchy, and the entire game is inspired by the Japanese festivals that are so popular during the summertime. 
Um, Taiko Drum Master has about uh, 40 songs, a bit over 40 actually, that um, some of the songs must be unlocked as you progress through the game. But not only does the game offer easy, normal, and hard modes, but you can also unlock an Oni mode, as well as three very fun mini-games which can be played through the mini-games menu. Uh, the game can be played by two players as well, and while I haven't tried out uh, the two-player mode in any official fashion with two Taiko drums, uh, which I'm sure would result in crazy chaos, um, the game can be also aptly played with just a regular controller. So if you want to give the two-player mode a try and just switch off between the drum and the controller, it's a fun way to spend a party or even a lazy free afternoon. So Taiko Drum Master has very simple but very attractive uh, 2D graphics which are highly animated and flow very well. The better you do in the song, the more characters get dancing at the bottom of the scene uh, in theory along to the song that you are playing. Um, and if you uh, you have to get past a certain measure of correct notes. There's, if you will, a life bar at the top of the screen, and if you can fill it over two-thirds of the way through, then you pass the stage. But if you can go and um, get it all the way to the kanji at the end of the line, which catches on fire, then you'll go and get um, basically the best possible um, ranking for that stage. Uh, so very, very fun. Uh, unfortunately, though, it won't take very long to get through the uh, initial songs, and the unlock songs are uh, very few. So once you play through the game once, there's not all that much to do. Although, admittedly, you can play through it if, say, you played it on normal or easy. You can then play on the next harder difficulty level and unlock crowns for all of the songs on the next difficulty, which I'm sure probably has a couple of more unlockables yet to be released. And speaking of unlockables, the neat thing is, is you can go and watch all the little animations that you happen to unlock through the theater mode. So Taiko Drum Master is a very, very fun game, and for those of you whose PlayStation 2 does no longer read DVDs, is also a boon as it's one of the few worthwhile PlayStation 2 games that was pressed on a CD rather than a DVD. So, like I said, quite a fun way to go and pass the time, uh, whether you're into Japanese culture or not. Now, some people that are a bit xenophobic or unfamiliar with Japanese culture may not exactly get the themes, but they can be taken if you don't know much about Japanese culture. It's just being wacky off-the-wall stuff. And if you do, it's still fun because it uh, in itself is a bit wacky and off-the-wall with dancing dogs and uh, crazy squids and what have you. Besides the fact that... Uh, the taiko drums in the game actually talk to you and you're trying to keep their life force going by playing well. So I'm going to have to go and give Taiko Drum Master for the PlayStation 2 a highly recommended. Well, this brings us to the end of episode 96 of ASA Radio. We've had uh, a heck of a good time on today's show. Before we go, though, a couple of quick ASO news notes for all of you loyal listeners out there. Um, first of all, I have updated the ASO Radio website yet again. This time, I have gone and updated the manga soundtrack and video game reviews pages to go and be uh, using the new interface that the anime reviews page has been enjoying for a while. And uh, 
Unfortunately, the manga reviews page hadn't actually been showing manga reviews. It had been showing anime reviews. For, so for uh, those of you interested, you can now go and see the old manga reviews uh, as well as the anime reviews. And, of course, check out the soundtrack and video game reviews while you're there because, hey, it's always good to know where I'm coming from. So be sure to check out the new reviews pages. Very happy to have those going. Also, I took the menu bar that was on top of the web page and I turned it into a um, link list and moved it over to the left side of the page because while the menu bar was nice, compact, and I thought um, was classy, unfortunately, if you will, it hides the links. The links aren't actually hidden or inaccessible, if you were, but instead of just doing one click um, to go and follow a link, you had to click on the appropriate menu and then find the link in the list. So if you're just casually browsing the site, you're not going to suddenly spy a link and go, oh, hey, I should go check that out. But with the link list just listing all the links and having that on the left of the page, you could be reading the ASO Radio website at, you know, www.asoradio.com. Not, it's www.nz17.com slash Radio. Anyways, if you're going and you're reading and you're like, oh, okay, here's the episode, and hey, I haven't checked out the convention coverage in a while, I wonder what they have there, or hey, I didn't know they were running that contest, I should check that out. So it's nice to have the links right there because you don't have to go and look through the menus trying to find what you're doing, and also it provides nice casual, hey, I haven't checked that out, or I've never seen that before, sort of discoveries, and you can follow through on the links. So, awfully glad to have that as well. And if you're a big fan of MacroboV the comic, I put up the new news system on MacroboV, so the page is much more clean, much more tidy, and is fun and interactive because you can use the little JavaScript links for the news uh, and the announcements and the author's notes to just go and click through those as you please through the history instead of having a giant glob of all the news and everything on a single page. So pretty fun, pretty innovative. Um, of course, unless you've been to Anifanatiku, which has been employing that new news system for probably about a month now. I'm so awful. I should have really gotten the new news system onto uh, MacroboV sooner. But Kesarasra, it's now in place and it's rocking. And the most rocking update that I have to update all of you on is Club NZ. Yes, the uh, blah, 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 blah. I am having quite the tongue twisters this day, aren't I? Anyways, the perpetually spoken of Club NZ is now available for everybody to check out at www.nz17.com slash club. You can also find links to it on the NZ17 Productions message board and on the Club NZ page on the ASA radio site. A uh, whole bunch of neat little stuff for you to read on there. Of course, Club NZ uh, costs $1.70 per month. Actually, it's less than that. If you break it down, ASO, I mean, Club NZ access is $20 a year, and so each month actually costs less than $1.70 per month. Right now, though, we only have yearly subscriptions. But if you would prefer to go and have a monthly subscription basis of $1.70 or some sort of arrangement of that sort, be sure to write into the fan mail and let us know what sort of subscription plans you would like for Club NZ. But enough about how to subscribe, what's on there. Well, um, I've been working with Warp Shadow and Link 1986 to go and load the club's initial launch with a whole bunch of great stuff for you. 
Um, we have a, a couple of exclusive Anafanatiku articles. We have a bunch of Club NZ exclusive articles done by Link1986, the author of Macrobov the comic. Uh, right now we have up one of his Gundam comics and one of his Sonic the Hedgehog comics, both of which are pretty funny, but even more funny if you're familiar with the source material. Uh, and I've uploaded a special um, diary entry by the infamous Dr. Blight of MacroboV. Uh, and in the future, of course, Club NZ will uh, house all of our old episodes. Uh, right now, you can access most of our older episodes from the ASA Radio webpage, but over time, I'm going to be moving all of these to Club NZ, which will be their new home from now on. Um, as I'm speaking, we're still having the Club NZ free weekend happening, which will go until the beginning of Tuesday. Um, so if you would like to check out all that sweet material that's currently available on Club NZ without having to pay, be sure to get on over there before midnight on Tuesday. Uh, for those of you not following along, that's in between 11.59 on Monday and 12.01 on Tuesday. Okay, so... Uh, Really great stuff over at Club NZ, and we're going to be moving our newsletter, What's Up at NZ17 Productions, to become a part of Club NZ. Now, of course, the newsletter will be open to all viewers, not just registered Club NZ subscribers. So, like I said, to check out all the cool stuff, just go to www.nz17.com slash club. And uh, here's the cool part, okay? Mention this a bit on the message board. What we're going to be doing for the next several months is having a special contest. What it is, is that everyone who subscribes to the What's Up at NZ17 Productions newsletter is automatically entered into a monthly raffle for a free Club NZ membership. Winners will be uh, become Club NZ members for an entire year. A uh, really great way to go and get into Club NZ and keep up on the latest ASO Radio news. So if you want to go and join the mailing list right now, don't have it moved over to Club NZ, will soon. So for now, go to nz17.com, check out the link to the uh, mailing list, subscribe to that, and you'll automatically be entered into our monthly drawing. And remember, you can subscribe as many email addresses as you have. So if you have three different email addresses, subscribe all three to have three different chances at becoming an official Club NZ subscribed member. Um, so, yeah. Later on, that uh, newsletter will be moved to Club NZ, and you can still go and register at that point to try to go and win a free membership. So, um, becoming a member of Club NZ, Club NZ is free, but remember, to access all the premium content, you have to become a premium subscribe member. So, um, yeah. Anyways, we'll see you next week on ASO Radio. So for episode 96, this is NZ17 signing out. ASO Radio is copyright of NZ17 Productions. ASO Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.